As you're waiting for your 100 gigabyte Starfield to download, you're listening to a Slice of Gaming podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is the Slice of Gaming podcast, episode 14 for August 18th, 2023. Be sure to like and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Audible. Uh, so we got a... Like, it's big news week, but it's not like a lot of news to really talk about. So we got some games going gold, we got some delays, got some even push-ups. So we're going to get all into that. Uh, but let's introduce everyone who's on the podcast today. Uh, uploading his no-scope montage, set the dubstep, it's Bench. Hello. It's an enemy AC-130 above. No, wait, it's just Wolf. I'm an, I'm not an AC-130 <laughs> above, okay? <laughs> it's a compliment, uh, it was a compliment. You didn't even uh, say it. Right. In... You gotta yell it like the Spetsnaz. <laughs> I'm not blowing out my mic. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, calling in his swarm of hunter killer drones. It's fusion. Happy to be back this week. And back at it again with the same old shit, just like COD. It's dark. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, so as I said, it's gonna be probably a quickie episode this week. It's not too much to talk about, and because of that, we will ha- be having the topic later. Uh, once we get through all the news, but to get to the news, we have to go to Wolf. Yes, that's me. What's up, man? Um, yeah, no, uh, like Moon said, it's actually a pretty quick and easy news week, but we have a topic this week um, that we'll hopefully get into. Uh, the first big news story, though, we got to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, Bench, you're good to go watch YouTube shorts because I know you ain't got nothing to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to put up is the actual official announcement from the Call of Duty uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Uh, call, this is from Call of Duty's Twitter. Uh, Dark New Chapter begins in Modern Warfare 3. Blockbuster campaign featuring new open combat missions, iconic multiplayer maps, the largest Call of Duty Zombies map ever, plus so much more ready up for MW3 Soldier. Um, and I guess that's like immediate, like what are our immediate thoughts on the game? Fusion, I know you're the big one. You're the Call of Duty guy. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, in a year where I thought we weren't going to get a new mainland Call of Duty, they um, decided they're just going to release one anyways. So I would like, Monofrider, it's going to be cool, whatever. Like, Sledgehammer's not my favorite dev team. So, like, personally, I'm not, like, incredibly excited, but anything's better than Infinity War at this rate, like, 10 years later. So, like, I, I'm, like, I'm going to get it. I always get the Call of Duties, but as far, like, as far as right now, my hype levels... We'll talk about more when we get into like multiplayer because like I'm I'm like the mainly multiplayer. I think the campaign will be cool though. Yeah, I mean that's a big interesting thing to think about, just like multiplayer campaign. Uh, I actually didn't know it was Sledgehammer is doing this one like yes. all, all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, hmm. Okay, that is a lot. Not all the way. I thought it was collaboration. Be Ward. Oh, it's well, Infinity Ward. Every card has to make collaboration yeah. at some point, but yeah, they they all say that. Like the main dev team is like. Okay, so kind of like Modern Warfare Three, then <laughs> the original Modern Warfare. I okay, real quick. I hate reboot titles so fucking much because of this shit. Original Modern Warfare Three, <laughs> yeah, kind of like one, that the one. one with the actual three and not the yeah, yeah, like <sighs> that. Did I, I? I just man, reboot titles. I hate them. <laughs> well, hopefully they're over after this one. I, you would think. <laughs> then I got to hit for Ghost Remake. <laughs> Ghost remake. They should take a break here for Call of Duty. We've, it was supposed to be this year. We've been, this was supposed to be this year. It was going to be an expansion. They're like, ah, let's make it a full game. Well, they should actually do it. I mean, it I basically is just an expansion. I'm going to get into it. The Xbox, too. 
Yeah, I mean, I can talk real quick. Let me get these other headlines. Um, Gene Park from Washington Post uh, said this over on Twitter. For the first time, Call of Duty's campaign for Modern Warfare 3 will feature true sandbox gameplay with objectives and moments you could miss even after several replays. And the Modern Warfare storyline and its character doesn't end characters doesn't end with this game um and then charlie intel over on twitter um also brought this uh breaking modern warfare 3 game description 16 mw2 multiplayer maps at launch over 12 new 6v6 maps during post-launch seasons uh zombies uh, being open world zombies and then one more post from mr dalek jd over on twitter uh breakdown of modern warfare 3 zombie story missions as you play the mode you're going to have missions layered on that progress the storyline. The story is being told through three acts, and at the end of each act, there's going to be a special mission that transitions you from the big map to a sub-map where you'll have a more crafted experience with a lot of bespoke activities of these missions as you move the story along. Completing these missions rewards you with the cinematics to reinforce those major story developments and the rewards. Dark, I know you had a lot of thoughts in terms of the zombies especially. Uh, why don't we start there, actually? Yeah, so there was a little bit more news that came out. Like, um, it's not it's, since everything is online. It's basically like outbreak. If you're familiar with that, um, I think they said like the time limit's ninety minutes. You're being timed, so you can't just play for forever, which already sucks. And it's just they're doing outbreak again. Like outbreak was fine because they also had the individual maps that you can play solo. It just feels like they're moving away from what made zombies zombies, and I'm not really a big fan of it. Like outbreak is okay, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, yeah. So, outbreak. That's the. What, that was like, what it was in. I forget what fucking card it was in. Yeah. It was on the couple. Black of, Ops it was like, No, it wasn't Black Ops Four. It was Trader's Last Stand. Oh, Cold War. That's what it was in. So Cold outbreak War? Okay. is like, is this uh, open world zombies? There's a big map and you have multiple people, and it's kind of like DMZ zombies. So they have like missions here and there. You explore the world, get stuff. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. But when you think of cut zombies, you know, we think of the maps more close quarters, tight little experiences with in-depth Easter eggs and stuff that you can play until you die. Here you have a time limit now, which kind of sucks, and I feel like you got to be feeling rushed to do things, which really sucks. It also seems like there's a Force X one, which also sucks. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. Fusion, are you zombies at all or not? No, it's like the mode that, even though this Sam. doesn't, kind of like how Dark was playing, this doesn't like, I wasn't huge into zombies, but this isn't the way for me to get into zombies. Like, if I was going Same. to play zombies, I would rather the, like, close-knit, round-based zombies be back. But, like, no, I'm not a big zombie guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with Fusion. I, I, I'm not the biggest zombie guy either, but, like, I did, when I did play it, like, the round-based gameplay is fun. Like, that is how it works. So, like, everything they're saying here just doesn't interest me in jumping into zombies at all. Um. But one thing that I do think Fusion is very much more interested in is the multiplayer map selection just being MW2 multiplayer maps. And this isn't a reboot MW2, original MW2 maps. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where, like, like I love this. Like, this is as close as we're going to get to, like, them remastering a Call of Duty other than COD 4, obviously. But, like, this is like, because I, as someone who has played Call of Duty every year at launch for the past... 15 years like i have known for the past five years the the call of the maps the new maps have been atrocious like i mean the best oh, maps yeah. in these oh, games yeah. have been like <laughs> always the reboot so the fact that like i don't even have to worry about launch maps i just know i'm getting like 16 really solid maps from the jump like that excites me personally when i'm thinking of like 
pub stopping or going in with friends i'm like i'm, I'm knowing at least off rip i'm getting 16 really good maps and then whatever the 12 they add throughout the year that's just bonus do you remember the mw2 uh campaign remaster that they kind of just like dropped yes. one day i bet you what happened was that they had the multiplayer remastered too with all the maps and everything but like it wasn't like fully ready and they're like oh let's save it for later like when we don't have a cod and they're like oh why don't we just put it in this cod i bet you that's what happened i can see it i like i think i think this alone is like one of the most exciting like exciting pre-launch things you could get for like the call of duty fan base to jump into your game like if there was ever a time where you're like you didn't think there was a premium release and now your premium release is 16 remaster mono for two maps like call of duty if they do one thing right it's marketing every single year they always nail it somehow it's, it's a weird thing well yeah i mean this year they're like waited honestly i think this is like the shortest turnaround i mean i know it's usually around august that they do the reveal and everything but like i don't know this one feels like even closer than usual i don't know yeah, it I feels the beta is in like october yeah the beta was leaked to be in october i think october 3rd or something yeah it's october yeah. 6th i think looks like playstation's gonna have the early beta this time or well yeah, again they still have it for a couple and years then, again uh, yeah they got it for like the week of like the first weekend of uh, october and then like the following weekend is everybody no wait, this is the last year they get um the early access. Yeah, this should be the, the last year they get. Yeah, yeah this will be the last it? one. Huh. Yeah. That is interesting my, to think about, honestly. In my opinion, though, this feels really lazy. Because even when like we look at the trailer, this just looks like what Modern Warfare Two should have been. And even then, that's gonna like probably gonna be the same situation when we actually get this game because the last few Call of Duty have sucked ass. They never live up to expectations. They set, they they release a trailer, they get everybody's hyped up. They release the game and they lackluster. And then the cycle just keeps on repeating itself over and over again. And now when they announced, oh yeah, we're bringing back all these old maps with nothing new. It's like, the fuck did you do this entire time then? That's just my take on I it. I do. Though. I mean, that's the thing though. It's like, I agree with you very much that like, it does feel very, I wouldn't say lazy, but like much more like, I don't yeah, know. Lazy like, might, have, might not have been the best word, but yeah, like, I'm sure they put I, a lot I of time like into it. But, lazy, like, but like, it, it's not the amount of like effort that you would get from an actual like big release, like Call of Duty. And even yeah. then, like, it, it just feels like weirdly like, ah, we're just bringing back all the maps. Like, this, the surprise to me is zero new maps at launch. Like, I was expecting at least a couple. And I am right there with Fusion. The maps suck. <laughs> the maps of the recent gods have been like some of the worst in any multiplayer co uh, video game, honestly. So, I mean, just getting the reliable and good maps again from MW2 is very exciting. Except for Derail and Quarry, just don't bring them back. Nobody likes those maps. Quarry's good. Quarry's Quarry good. is not good. I hate Derail, but Quarry's good. I, I mean, need to remember which one Derail is. Hold up, I need to look Google this real quick. It was like the like snowy train. I was map. gonna say. I was gonna say the train in the snowy area. That's yeah. just, it's like very long. <laughs> I, it's just like very long map that like you picture that map and you think oh, of the door. I don't mind. Okay, it's not a favorite map, but I don't mind it. <laughs> it's just too big. That's the problem with it's it. Big. It's big. It's definitely big. High rise and terminal. Exactly. That's, that's all we need. Oh, yeah, I mean, high rise and terminal are some of the best in the world, but. <laughs> And that's the thing, it's like the fact that we're talking about derail, like derail is not even terrible and it's going to be the worst map at launch. And like the newer cause derail would be the best map in the video game. <laughs> that's a, that's what's so weird to me. It's like, can you have you thought about like why the map design of recent COD games have been this awful? Like, I don't get it. It's surprising um, to think about. 
I think for personally, I think it's because they've they've catered too much to the casuals and like yeah. and and the camping and like the weight the new engine like Call of Duty as much as you want to say like the map design was always very competitive focused. It was always three lanes like you had your three lines lanes on every map and it just worked like they would just a smooth experience and then like Mono for 2019 hit. They decide we're going like a new engine. We want our game to be more realistic, kind of battlefieldish. And like ever since then, especially Infinity Infinity Ward, really hard has like Treyarch hasn't went fully on it, but Infinity Ward especially has like went really hard on like the casual play style and be like like they want anyone to be able to just hop in and play their game, which is fine, but it's also not the Call of Duty we've played for ten years before that. Yeah. No, I also think just like the size of the maps is ridiculous. Yeah, and the ma- the size of the maps are being gigantic because they're like, I think it's because they experience they like experimented so long with like the ten v ten. Like when they when we went from six v six to ten v ten in Modern Warfare twenty nineteen, and they were like, oh, this new mode, like the basics, gonna be ten v ten, and they put all the maps like so big for that ten v ten experience, yeah. and then everyone was like, we hate this, we want six v six, and instead of making smaller maps, they just said, okay, you'll play six v six on these giant maps. It's just, it's a weird thing, because it's like, I love, like, Ground War. Like, I am a sucker for Ground War. But Ground War works because, like, it works on, like, you know, the classic Call of Duty maps. Yeah. On, like, a, Ground War's had 9v9, right? I always forget. Either that or 12v12. No, no, no. I mean, like, with the older games. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But I think 9v9. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, 9v9, like, that, it worked because it led to such chaotic and insane firefights in ground war. You don't go to ground war expecting to get a 20 kill streak. You go to ground war expecting to get noob tubed a hundred times and just laughing with your friends <laughs> at like 12 in the morning. That's ground war. Now ground war is like, Oh, last I played um, like a call of duty was like 2019s, like really seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember that ground war was like, oh, yeah, now it's 64 players. Yeah. Like, this is just like, a, it's a shitty battlefield now. And like, it takes place on like the Warzone map. Like, they're like, you just are playing on the Warzone map. My, like, the funniest thing to me is like, Sledgehammer has done like, it's like Infinity Ward. Like, Call of Duty looked at Infinity Ward and was like, everything you did in Modern Warfare, like, the game that just came out, Modern Warfare 2, they were like, we're doing everything the opposite of what you just did. I mean, like, classic mini maps back. Dead Silence, the perk is back. Like, they're doing the complete opposite of what Infinity Ward has pushed on their last two Call of Duties, and it's so funny to see. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, I, I hope it's good. There is one more headline, uh, Fusion. I know you specifically want to talk about this. Uh, David Vonderhaar is actually leaving Call of Duty. He says this over on Twitter. After an incredible 18 years and eight Call of Duty games, I am moving on to explore new opportunities. And then he links his uh, LinkedIn. Um, I, I, Vonderhaar was uh, Treyarch. Uh, he worked on the multiplayer for um, you know Black Ops and the Black Ops games, and I, I mean I've always been a big fan of like those games as multiplayers. Oh, Black Ops wanted two specifically, but still like Vonderhaar is definitely like a class, a legend, you know, someone very important in the industry. I mean, Fusion, do you have any thoughts on that? I just want to say like I hope he got like at this point I assume they do, but I hope he got all his hands in on Treyarch's next game, like the one that comes out in 2024, because like. I just feel I feel so much more confident in a Call of Duty when Von Hard's behind it. And he's he's the one dude in the entire like dev team across the entire screen that has always been competitive focus first. Like David Von Hard has stuck oh, up yeah. for like the comp side of Call of Duty. He's like he he's always put in league play as in like a number one priority. He's like that guy. So like him stepping down worries me a little bit about the comp side because I'm very big into the competitive Call of Duty and like the CDL and all that. That worries me a little bit. But like 
he's also been working on Call of Duty for almost 20 years. So if he wants, like, he's a smart enough guy where I think he can go anywhere in the industry and make a really good video game. Yeah, he's and already worked on the project. Yeah, yeah no, so for sure. Like, Sony might as well call him up, put him over there. And uh, you don't think this was like a, like, a, for any reasons over at Activision or anything? You think this is just like himself? No, he left his... No, yeah. He's, he's, he's already working on his own project. Done. He's probably going to try to do a startup, like Deviation tried up. Tried to with um, Jason Blondell. I'm not saying he's going to go to Deviation because even Jason left that. But he might try to do his own thing. Deviation even... games weird story in and of itself <laughs> even when black yeah. ops 4 was coming out which i mean not like when cold war was coming out he talked about like he had interviews and stuff about like he was thinking about retirement then and that was a few years ago or like now he's not retiring obviously yeah. but he was talking about like even back then he was like getting to the end of his call of duty career like he was on it for like 15 years at the time it's now three years later like i knew the time was going to come soon i just wish it was it feels weird that he's doing it now and not right after his new game drops because he obviously had probably a lot of hands-on in the next Black Ops, whatever it's going to be called. So I find it weird that, like, instead of releasing, instead of saying it then, he's doing it a whole year ahead of time, but I don't don't know, I guess we'll find out. We still don't know the situation of next year's COD, if it's even going to come out next year, or what the situation is, now that Microsoft is stepping in, and uh, the Sony contract is ending. But after eight, you're working on eight CODs, I would want to quit too. (laughs) I don't Um, but yeah, any last thoughts on Modern Warfare 3? No, hopefully. It looks like I, mean, I mean, we can all hate on Call of Duty, and it's funny to hate on Call of Duty, but it's still the number one shooter. Like, it, you will never, like, they still just know how to make shooting video games. And, <sighs> and ever since Titanfall. Ever since and the, camp- the, the campaign are awesome. Like, the Modern Warfare 3 campaign will be good. Oh, yeah. At the yeah, very the campaign's end. Campaign's well, be maybe, I hope so, because Modern Warfare 2 campaign kind of disappointed me. I mean, ah, man, I, I didn't. Think, I think most, most people liked it. I don't, there was people, a weird so. amount of. I feel like it was like kind of half and half. I don't know about most people because I saw a lot of people actually really negative. It had some really it. good, had some really good moment uh, missions like alone. If you know the mission I'm talking about, that was incredible. But besides that, it was very like mediocre. Eh, let's just get those older Call of Duty games on Game Pass. <laughs> I just hope. I just hope he's not enough to make some like COD competitor. Like we don't need another game like um, that Ubisoft shooter trying to compete with COD. X Defiant, but respect on them. Oh my god, if isn't X Defiant like good though? <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's, 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 yeah. it's, isn't it? It's still, it's still, it's still, it's coming, it's still coming. Yeah, yeah it's coming. it is coming. They said and I, will, <laughs> and I will not. I will not touch it. <laughs> no, I, I hope. I hope you're right, and I. I really don't want him to be like, oh, I'm making this multiplayer like shooter game. Like, I kind of wish he goes into like a single player like route. I guess we'll find out, but. And before he goes to Deviation Games and then leaves with Jason. <laughs> leaves the same day. Deviation all right. needs all the help they can get. All the hard you don't even know what the fuck they're making. Yeah. They're just making a game. <laughs> well, no, it's weird because they like they were like, yeah, our game is going super well. And then like we had that report. It's like, oh, yeah, like. Some blood like, I'm right wrong, guys. <laughs> it was like <laughs> a, a really large amount of the staff left. It's like, what the hell? It wasn't even, it was like creators. <laughs> were like, you were thought of this. It's so weird. Once they told me I couldn't put zombies in the game, I was useless, and he didn't know what to do after that. <laughs> put some respect on Jason, like, was he? He's a great storyteller, that dude. Moving on, um, this is a bit of a sad story. Uh, the Xbox 360 store will close July 2024. Uh, this comes from news.xbox.com. 
Uh, but you can keep playing your favorite games. Uh, Dave McCarthy, the CVP Xbox Player Services, uh, wrote this. Uh, this November will mark 18 years since the Xbox 360 launched. It was a generation-defining consoles that invited many to jump into gaming for the first time and connect with friends around the world. Over the years, we've heard stories of players who found lifelong love of games. Okay, this is a whole thing. Uh, as we head towards 2024, we have a change to share about the Xbox 360 experience. On July 29, 2024, Xbox will stop supporting the ability to purchase new games, DLC, and other entertainment content from the 360 store on the console and the Xbox 360 marketplace, marketplace.xbox.com. Related to this change, the Microsoft Movies and TV app will no longer function on Xbox 360, which means TV and movie content will no longer be viewable on your Xbox 360 after July, 19, uh, July 29, 2024. Between now and July 2024, you can continue purchasing games and DLC from the 360 store and the 360 marketplace. And then one more thing, this change will not affect your ability to play Xbox 360 games or DLC you have already purchased. Xbox 360 game content previously purchased will still be available to play, not only on the 360 console, but also Xbox One and Series X S devices via backwards compatibility. Um, as, as the big uh, uh, like kind of preservation head, I, I guess I'll go first. I, obviously, this is just a sucky thing, but I think Dang. it is... Can I talk first? <laughs> no, it does it matter because there's it, 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 when you think, it, when you think about up. it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, finish it, it, no, I, it doesn't matter. Can I talk? Dumbass. Um, what I'm trying to say here is there are still going to be hundreds of games that are not going to be playable anymore because of the 360 shutting down. What I wanted to say was that, yes, this is a sucky news story in that regard, not being able to play these games. But at the end of the day, this kind of thing is going to happen eventually with any storefront. And it, it's frustrating to see this happen because I want these games to be preserved in a better way. But at the end of the day, there's not much we can do other than voice our opinions about these situations. The 360 store was going to shut down. The PS3 store is probably going to shut down soon as well now that Xbox has taken the first thing. They are Sony has already showed that they want to sh shut down the th uh, PS3 store, and now they're in a regard where they they're more comfortable being able to do it now that Xbox has done it. Nintendo already shut down the Wii U and 3DS. It's just a frustrating thing because these games aren't going to be playable anymore. There's going to be hundreds of games that we can't play. But I will give Xbox credit; they gave us over a year, <laughs> at least like over a, a, almost a year, <laughs> to be able to purchase these games to play them. At the very least, I can give them that. They allowed us so much more time than Nintendo and what Sony was going to do with the PS3, where they gave us like a six months. <laughs> but now Xbox is over here giving us almost an entire year to be able to purchase these games. So I can at least give them benefit there. Um, it's just a sucky story, but hey, you know what? At the end of the day, this is going to happen. I accepted it. You know, it this is no. just... It's not that bad of a situation as you think it is. If Sony were, to, if Sony was the one doing this, it would be a big problem. But you have to keep in mind Xbox's Xbox's backwards compatibility program, which is utterly amazing. Of how many games they brought over, those games aren't going anywhere, and those are the games that people care about. Besides licensed titles, this is mainly going to affect licensed titles that they can't do because of licensing reasons. Those games are going to be missed, but those are like few and far in between. At yeah, it's point, mainly everything like that you licensed there, games and like weird. Indie titles Shuffle from like yeah. indie yeah, I shovelware. Those, I still think just preserving those games is important though. Every game should be preserved. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you. So I don't think it really matters that stores close down anymore because all these games just all the important stuff is here and the things that already are everything's already dumped online. 
So people that really want to play those games are just going to not get the old console and go play that game through piracy. Like most people do. I'm just saying, I'm just saying there should be a legal way to do it though. And it's just weird that we have to say piracy with quotation marks. (laughs) So I just don't get butthurt about stores closing anymore because most of these games that people care about are on modern platforms and available through even maybe even physical media and modern platforms. So I just don't think it really matters because there's another option that's free and easier. Another thing too. I'm actually really curious. Oh my bad. You go. Uh, you're good. Your your point's probably better than mine. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that Xbox is still making strides in the backwards compatibility program, where they're still working out deals with these licensed games. As we've seen with the Activision deal, which is a little bit more of a different situation. But um, Hasbro, which is like notorious for shutting down games, they they want the Transformers, the the exclusive ones that they had games, to come to the backwards compatibility program once the deal goes through. Whenever the fuck that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. Fusion, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, it sucks. That's nothing. But this is also like, it's a whole nother topic. But this also gets turned back to a digital future. Like, if there's a point where like physical media is gone, and like say the PS7 is all digital, and then 15 years after that, the PS like the PlayStation 7 store goes down. You know what I mean? Then all those games. But all these yeah. games that we're talking about are like there's just no physical. They haven't been sold on physical storefronts. For like a decade, so why does it oh, matter? I agree. I agree. I agree at this it's point. Not that it, but it's matter. more of like it's a frustrating thing. This just sucks to happen. It's video games are one of the things where it's like so many other mediums try to like preserve their like their movies and like books and everything else. Books is like different, but like the video game industry, there's a big part of it that's trying to get the route where they're like, okay, we got to preserve these things because like video games are a form of art. And then there's people like you who are just like piracy like they just don't care yes, so like exactly. never there but there is a gray area we can meet in but we're not going to get in the gray area if one side says they don't care and the other side says they care like i'm just i my viewpoint is always just like wait, wait, what's the benefit to the consumer <laughs> like that's always how i feel it's like i don't know why it would be weird to celebrate this news there is so not weird. a single con to keeping the store up not a single one for, for us well, as consumers that's all I'm gonna thing I want to That's all that matters. I don't know if you guys That's know it. this or not. If if you guys actually tried to turn on an Xbox 360 view the storefront as of late, they did an update. I don't know when it happened. It was a while back. They did an update where that makes the store next to impossible to use. It's gonna take you like two hours to download or buy a single game from the Xbox 360 store and actually install it and play it. I don't know what why they did that, but like the chances of you even going to the 360 now and buying a game is a pain in the ass. Yeah, the numbers I, I really want to get. Alone. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that the, these are the numbers I really want to see because if they were really transparent about this kind of stuff, I think a lot more people, I don't want to say would be more open to it, but it's more like getting faced with the reality that, oh yeah, even though we're getting, we're giving, we're we're being given this eleven month window, it'd be like, okay, you know, these all these games that aren't backwards compatible and are only as, exist on the three sixty store, go get them. We're giving you eleven months to do that. I'm actually really curious how many people and how many games are actually sold in this amount of time or in the past, like five years or so, like how many games have been bought from the 360 store that are these games that, as we were saying, they're shovelware and all this other weird crap that hasn't, that isn't relevant enough in the modern gaming industry that 
Xbox saw, okay, there's enough relevant here to this game, and it's easy enough to put in the backwards compatibility program. Like, there's games from the original Xbox that are just playable on the Series X because of coding or whatever they were easily available to do it, or or there was a demand for it. They saw there was a demand for it. So they put in the effort to make it backwards compatible. So it's really interesting to see, to like look at this list of games. I'm sure someone's going to compile already in the next month or so. Every game that's on the 360 store um, that's going to be lost to this. It'll be really interesting to see like who's what is it and how many people are actually buying. And I wish we could actually get those numbers because I think it's not as big. Obviously, yes, things should be preserved. And as you were saying with like movie and television and books and all that, it's actually really fascinating to see how recent preserving actually was, even in movies. Like there are so many lost movies and TV shows from as early as like the late 80s and early 90s that are just completely gone. So preserving is still a new thing. So video games are just now catching up to what the movies and television was doing back in the 80s and 90s. So it's just a thing that's just moving on. But I think with games in general, actually, you know, I can apply that to TV too, because there's just a lot of just random crap television out there. So these like shovelware games, who's actually like pining, pining for these games? And if they are someone who are pining for these games, they already own them. So yeah, there, it's a lot of different gray areas. My opinion. This would be a big issue as soon as Sony does it. But Sony has not really done much in terms of backwards compatibility. And that's going to be a big blow when that happens. But there's tons of games there. There was a big issue when Nintendo did it. Nintendo was a special situation because they do it and then they resell you the same game at full price. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They sell you the same game that you bought at full price like a year later. Nintendo's Sony has a chance (laughs) to fix this. Improve your backwards compatibility system. Exactly. Yeah, wonder if we're gonna get another. Uh, wonder, wonder if we're gonna get another video from the completionist about him buying every indie oh, title are, on the Xbox. He, 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 he tweeted, tweeted about it. it. He's gonna do it. Yeah. Oh damn it! Oh, yeah. that's gonna be a good video. Though. <laughs> At least he's got a system now to do it. Unlike last time, that video was uh, was crazy. And again, it's so. Yeah, nice. It's gonna be like, what the, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> At the very least, it's so nice. We're getting almost an entire year to be able to buy these things compared to Nintendo saying, well, in six months, we're not going to let you use credit cards. And then in another two months, you're not even going to be able to buy anything, but the store will still be up. It's like, what? what? Why are you making you it remember when <laughs> You remember when Nintendo uh, tried to stop the emulation system in the 3DS? <laughs> that oh, shit got canceled so fucking fast. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's everything in relation to that story. Um, next thing. Uh, we got some Starfield details. Uh, this comes from Okami Games over on Twitter. Starfield has officially gone gold. Uh, new details via dev Q&A. You can own homes in multiple cities, smuggle illegal cargo through security checkpoints, jail system confirmed. All faction storylines can be played separately. And then this is uh, probably the thing I'm most interested in. 20 plus named companions in the game, each with distinct backgrounds and perks. Uh, obviously, Starfield is looking like the biggest game we're at. Uh, of the year, at least of the coming year, and it's nice to be able to get these details so close to launch, and just the fact yes. that we're this close to launch, two weeks away. Pretty much everything you hear about Starfield just makes me more hyped for it. Cause I, I mean, yeah, I'm just unbelievably ready to play that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, this is easily my most anticipated game. And you can smuggle and crack, boys. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, smuggling. That's, what said. that's just exciting. Yeah, no, no, I see. It. Smuggling alone, that's exciting as hell. 
I, I wonder what a drug cartel. Let's go. Yeah, smuggle. <laughs> That's an interesting thing, honestly, in and of itself. Like, what can you smuggle? Like, what is considered a legal substance? What if you become like a bounty hunter and you like smuggle people from different planets? Oh, That'd God. be crazy. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm like trying not to get overhyped on this game, but it, it's not working. I'm, I keep every time, everything I hear about it, I want to play it more and more. Um, and one other thing, I mean, the thing I wanted to actually point out specifically. 20 plus named companions in the game. That is really exciting. I mean, yeah. Kind of one of the worries going into Starfield was that they kind of talked about companions like, oh, the people at Constellation, so like four people. And I was like, oh, are those only are those going to be the only companions in the game? It's like, nope, 20 plus named companions. And there's actually an ex- uh, another quote Okami Games actually put it uh, right under this tweet. Uh, we looked back at our previous games and realized how popular and effective the companions were, so they were a big priority for us, and we really wanted to tie them directly to the main quest. I mean, that is so exciting in and of itself. I cannot wait to meet all the crazy faces. I mean, the companions in Fallout 4 were phenomenal, like Nick Valentine, Kate, Piper, Every one of those characters I loved, so I'm ready for. I can't complain about this. It's a slight, it's a slight like nitpick, but it's a complaint nonetheless. Hey, how are you gonna later. have twenty? How are you gonna have twenty named companions and only like three of them are romanceable? Why did they always do this to us? They did this to <laughs> the romance Skyrim. thing. Is so frustrating. They did this to us <laughs> and Skyrim. It was catastrophic. And it's only in the main group, right? Like the constellation or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah the constellation group. Yeah. 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 Outer world. Five of them romanceable. Five out of the total. You get like three. Like, what is this? <laughs> and they're all gonna suck. If they are like good romances and good characters, I don't really care. I they mean, did say they, it was gonna be really great. They just purposely do not let you roam. It's just, just weird. Skyrim it's like with the DLC. Bro, I was foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> foaming. You, you know, you know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know you. Know. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was painful. I installed the mod just to be able to like romance her. Thank <laughs> God for mods. Yeah, really. I, that, that's gonna be the thing. It's like mods are gonna be able to. That that this game is gonna be playable for a long time. Yeah, also, I, bet I don't have any complaints. DLC is gonna add companions. I think we can all agree on that. Oh yeah, most likely. Yeah. Uh, Fusion, does this do anything for you? Like any of these points? No, it's just more exciting stuff where it's like. The closer we get to Starfield, the more excited I am. Like it's it's been my most anticipated for a while now. Like I think there's there's that almost like nothing. Fun. Well, yeah, other than that, but no, it's Starfield my hey, more anticipated. Year, my Starfield is right, more right. anticipated than so. Excited. See, at least but... Starfield actually has a release date. Okay, guys. Looks <laughs> 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 like a job work. I, I you know, I, here's the thing, Fusion. I'm with you. I think it's this year. I think Silk Song is this year. It, it is. Go it's not like, I don't even listen I'm to the outside noise anymore. It's there. <laughs> no way. But like, it's more of you like Xbox noise come to Xbox too, bro. <laughs> it's like um, like every all the news they're going to give me throughout like from here to now, it's just like it's just icing on the cake because like I've already like I'm already so excited. They got me fully in with that deep dive like two months ago. Like all the like, just the the little stuff that's thrown out on us is just like whatever. Like it's just like, like it's like just more stuff to be excited about. Okay, well, I mean, there's not much else to say there, except Starfield. <laughs> Get hyped! Yes, let's go. Coming, boys, it's real. Reviews are uh, pretty soon. Moving into our smaller topics, uh, we could go through these pretty quickly. But but uh, I have what, to make an what, announcement though. Well, yeah, that's right. 
that in two weeks I will be the only person on a slice of gaming podcast because everyone else is going to be too busy playing Starfield. I won't be. Yeah, I'm going to be done with it for anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I'm getting it late. What the fuck? Fusion is over here talking about, hey, yo, I'm so excited. My most anticipated. You ain't playing it at launch. <laughs> you really Rose, love it. Like it. Yes. Hopefully my Xbox is sold by then. Damn. I'm, I'm, I'm selling my fucking hater, bro. I mean, I Ian get it. Like, on. I, I I love 60 FPS gaming, but like, also I can deal with a game on 30 FPS. But I understand. I can't tell the difference. We should predict the matter. You can very much tell the difference if you have working eyes, but hey, yeah. it's okay, bitch. Well, like, <laughs> it's but, the Metacritic for Starfield. I can um 92. I can be very excited for this game and also like, also wait on it because it's just so like when yeah, I. That's fair. But it's also that thing where it's like the moment I get to play it at 60 FPS, it, everything's out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if That's I'm true. playing it the moment I am having that opportunity. Like, but... Silk Song is going to drop and this motherfucker is not going to play it. He's going to be the last one out of the group to play it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he's going to play it. Uh, Silk Song, 60 it's FPS. Not it's not 120. It's going to be 59 <laughs> FPS and he's going to be like, I'll, oh, have, my, I'll have my PC by then. <laughs> Oh my god. That's that's when you're off the podcast, man. I don't make the rules. Yo, you, you think like making it a PC is gonna help all your problems? But the recent PC ports of games? I don't know, bro. Have you seen what's going on with that? I, I mean it's a Bethesda game. The port will be fine. Let's okay, <laughs> talk about other games in general, but you know. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. It's I mean, the inferior platform to consoles. He said it now. Okay, okay. That's a that's a take. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um <laughs> So hopefully less controversial towards fusion news. This is just a quickie. Uh, this comes from Okami Games, also on Twitter. Uh, like a Dragon Gaiden will launch with a special demo of Like a Dragon 8 Infinite Wealth. Uh, need to beat the game to unlock it, and includes a, an exclusive scene not featured in Like a Dragon 8. I'll talk about it more in what I've been playing, but um, I have been still playing Like a Dragon. Um, or Yakuza Like a Dragon, because they decided to change the whole series to Like a Dragon to avoid confusion. Leading to more confusion, but hey, you know what? You do you, Square. Uh, you do you, Sega. But um, I guess just in this regard, like I am, like I'm not really interested <laughs> in Like a Dragon Gaiden because they they said like, oh, this is a return to the beat 'em up gameplay. And let me tell you guys, I hated the beat 'em up gameplay. So I will, I probably won't be playing this game. But it is really cool to be able to get a game where you beat it and you get a demo of the next game. Uh, I think. The, the last game I can remember doing that was Final Fantasy Type-0 had a demo for 15. It, but it, that was the whole reason I bought that game. That, that's the whole reason anyone bought that game. To be fair, the game is not bad, but like that's what that's why we bought that game. <laughs> Wait, does mean, this do anything for you? Or are you a fan of uh, Like a Dragon? Nah, I'm just gonna wait until someone plays it on YouTube and I can just watch whatever their demo for Infinite Wealth is. Smart. Yeah, I don't care about the game, but it is cool to see a game like just have a demo in it after you beat it. This is just a cool thing. Yeah, it goes back to kind of the old days of gaming. Uh, it, yes. I, 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 it's just man, that beat 'em up gameplay. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, you, you you changed it to good gameplay with the turn base, and then you go back to the bad gameplay. I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I feel a lot of Yakuza fans really like that <laughs> um, beat 'em up gameplay. I don't like it, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, moving on. 
this is an interesting story. Uh, Hyrus Studios is allegedly cloning actors' voices with AI. This comes from Justin Carter over at Game Developer. Voice actor Henry Schrader has claimed Hyrus Studios, developers of Smite and Paladins, is using AI to clone actors' performances without their consent. Schrader further claims that the developer is actively refusing to add a measure into voice actors' contracts that would allow them to turn their voices being used for machine learning. Those unnamed actors, according to him, were told they can't even see the contract until they signed the NDA. That This means that VAs who signed that NDA can't even warn people who might be new or might not know better against working for them. <clears throat> um, so that kind of came out. And then the actual CEO of Hi-Res Studio came in and said, where are your sources? Because as the guy that approved an AI writer for voice talent, that includes the following. I think you're full of poop emoji no oh, it's a funny guy <laughs> that he actually sends this picture of the contract client agrees not to use or sub license the performance to stimulate the talent's voice or likeness or to create any synthesized or digital double voice or likeness of talent interesting development uh moon you're the big smite guy uh any thoughts on this i know you're big on voice uh voice actor too as well yeah well <clears throat> granted i haven't played smite regularly in like four years or something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, well, so the thing that came out was, granted, if you've been paying attention to the voice acting community at all, the AI plague has been been big this year and the previous year of just companies going left and right to try to just cut all corners and cut voice actors out entirely. Like, we're having it, the entire indie scene on Twitter has been resorting to AI voices because they don't want to pay even small-time voice actors to voice in their games. So it's been a whole big problem. Uh, but this was definitely one of the first, like, big companies, big quote-unquote, because, I mean, yeah, high-res is on the bigger side. It's like, they're not indie, but they're not, like, big AAA. They're, like, some medium-sized AA studio. But I think the, re- uh, the reason that caught a lot of people's eyes about this is because a lot of both big voice actors and small voice actors can get a lot of work through high-res because Smite hires a lot of voices because not only does their game smite as well as uh, some other games they make they employ a lot of actors like smite itself has over like 120 playable characters in its game and each skin like like microtransaction skin that you can get for each character also has unique voices like in one of those tweets there you can actually see high res and smite in general currently has the most amount of unique voice actors in a game i think it's like 200 actors more above like skyrim who was before who was like on the lead for a while and the thing is those smites just keep getting bigger they keep adding more characters they keep adding more costumes so yeah the whole contract comes out they said that yeah it says to be able to replicate it of course the ceo then like you said said no we're not but then there was the clause that came a little bit later after that that yes there's no replicating but in the in the case of your demise in the case of your death we are able to use ai to replicate your voice for any future needs in the course so this got all hubbub and he bowed to peer pressure and like 20 30 minutes later <clears throat> he got his lawyers to remove that because granted this is like the scummy part he said i didn't think it was a big deal it was like a last resort kind of thing that that i just wanted in there but i see that people aren't happy with it so i'll take it out so he's like he basically said yeah i was gonna do it just in case you die i didn't see it as a big deal even though a lot of people have been fighting this for the past year but let's just to make me try to make myself look like the good guy and take it out <clears throat> even though he said i don't want to deal with the lawyers to 
change the contract, but yet he was able to make the con- change the contract like 20, 30 minutes later. So it's a whole mess. This whole AI problem is a mess, not only in art, but in voice acting and just everywhere else and writing. I don't know. Whoever is, if you pay attention to the creative side of video games and movies and television and all that, AI is just plaguing the industry. And it's a big problem that we need to get some kind of legal action on. Pay your writers, pay your voice actors, pay your animators, pay pay everybody. Don't be this cheapskate and use AIR because we will find out and you will be blacklisted. As, as someone coming from the voice acting and writing community that I am, it's like we will blacklist you and your word travels fast. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just I mean, scummy practice and hopefully... I hope this is like going to make an example out of other companies. Like we will find out and we will come after you. <laughs> I mean, hey, the writing and voice acting community seems to be extremely tight knit, very close to, together. So, I mean, it, it, like you said, word gets quick. So hopefully that's a message. And obviously with the SAG after SAG, SAG after they're called, you know what they are but um that the strikes going on the writers guild and everything and actually i heard uh, vfx artists are also unionizing from what i heard uh some of them are like the big big one that is it's the marvel people are yeah we're we're, it's sending a message to these corporations it's like hey you can't just like exploit us you know you have to actually like treat them like people what's what's funny the funniest uh, thing that ever has come out of this is it's like they're trying to all these big corporations are trying to use AI to replace all these creative people. When in reality, AI can do the job of these CEOs much easier than these artists. It's like we know we need to re- be replacing CEOs with AI. It's like mean, why yeah, are they, they making all this money? Game. You got to be a twisted motherfucker to even like with like full confidence write this into a contract and be like, yeah, sign this. Who the fuck thinks like that, bro? It, it like it honestly like boggles my mind because like it's it's fucking reaching like slavery type shit. It feels like I don't Jesus. know. Don't be maybe nice. like who thinks maybe of a this? bit much, but I don't know. No, I agree. It's pretty insane. Um, moving on. Uh, future. This is for you. Alan Wake Two is actually getting a slight delay. Uh, this comes from the Alan Wake Two developer table. Um, that. Alan Wake 2 development Twitter. Uh, an update from the Alan Wake 2 team. We're moving Alan Wake 2's launch from October 17th to October 27th. Uh, October is an amazing month for game launches, and we hope to do this date. We hope this date shift gives more space for everyone to enjoy their favorite games. We can't wait to show you what everyone's favorite novelist is up to in the dark place next week. Thanks for your patience. I mean, overall, like that's actually a pretty good delay because that game was going to come out like four days before Spider-Man. So yeah, and Mario like. If yeah, it was a really good, and I like that it's like right next to Halloween. Like it's like the week, it's the week leading up to Halloween. So like you get the Halloween vibes. Like I think the delay was overly like it should not hurt the game at all. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's just in general, like this is like Halloween vibes games, survival horror. Like I hope the game is scary because <laughs> I'll be honest, survival horror games have not been scary as of late. I need this game to really freak. They me said out. they said they were going pretty horror with it, so let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, Remedy, great studio. Let's hope they can do this right. Right. Moving on. Uh, Shinobi over on Twitter has this one. Assassin's Creed Mirage has gone gold and is launching a week earlier on October 5th. You know, speaking of games being, like, pushed back, pushed forward. <laughs> this is a funny news story. I mean, Fusion, this is also on you. Like, what do you think about this? 
I also just want to say we're like this push, like if anything, it's going to just help it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no, yeah. there's no con to pushing it for you. Everyone's trying to just get out of the way the big stuff in the middle of the month. Exactly. I mean, Spider-Man Two, Mario. Wasn't there something on yep. October 11th? I forget. Or was that? I think, I think that was actually that was <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Fallen of that week, which I know isn't like huge, but like it's picking up traction. Like Man, they just I... want. It was that that it was just a week of just like all these games were the exact same week. So like two of them are like let's go before that and after that. I love yeah. how they actually directly said in the Alan Wake one where they said we are purposely doing this so yeah. that we give you more <laughs> space. <laughs> This is not polished. This is like the game is done. We just want to give a little bit more space for you guys. Yep. And a lot um, of the last... games coming out oh, sorry, in the ahead. middle. A lot of the games coming out in the middle of October aren't super long, so. Exactly. Um, last news story. This comes from Niche Gamer. Um, the Pokemon Company might slow down game releases to improve quality. Uh, written by Primal. Uh, Pokemon fans who noticed the last few games had a staggering amount of bugs and glitches might feel relieved to knowing the Pokemon Company is aware of these issues. Uh, the Pokemon Company's chief operating officer, Takato Utsunomiya, recently divulged in an interview that they are contemplating whether or not to slow down their releases to better the quality of their titles. Uh, this quote, I think in general, if you look at the past, the path we've taken up until now has been this constant release, always regularly releasing products on a fairly fixed kind of cadence, you might say. Utanomiya said, always having these products able to be introduced and new experiences for our consumers, uh, customers, uh, and that's how we've operated up until now. He added, quote, I think we're still operating in that way, but there's more and more conversations as the development environment change about how we can continue to do this, while making sure that we've ensuring really quality products are also being introduced. Now, I'm going to immediately ask you guys off the rip. Does this actually mean we're going to get a slowdown on Pokemon releases being once a year? No. Probably not. I, mean, I don't think big... we will get... I still think we'll get, like, the once a year, but there might be a delay between all of them, and they might space out, like, maybe they'll do more spin-offs so they can have, like... the. They almost might pull a COD. What COD was doing is where they'll have, like, three to four teams and just, like, okay, we'll have this team work on this game, and we'll have, and while that's being pushed out, we'll have the other teams work on this. So each team gets about a couple years to work on their game. What which really I think is what they're already enough. kind of doing, but they might expand it. What, what if they just, like... They had Brilliant Diamond and Legends within, like, two months when they could have been each on its own year. I'm and doing fair with that. That was two different that. teams. Yeah, that was, two, sure, that was an entirely different company, too. They all, but they also could have completely spaced that out and made it work for them better, and they decided not to, which they could have done to help Scarlet and Violet, and they chose not to, so. Yeah, they they, could, they should have delayed Scarlet and Violet. They could have rode Legends Arceus for a year. But being so close to Diamond and Pearl is probably not that big a deal because they're two completely different games, but they should have held on to Scarlet and Violet. Like, we didn't need Gen 9 that quickly. Exactly. Like, it, it, they could have very easily just done, like, Legends Arceus, like, in where Scarlet and Violet released, and then Scarlet and Violet would be getting this year. <laughs> like, I don't know why they didn't just do that, honestly. What if, uh, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but like, I know that the new modern Pokemon games have a DLC. What if they just make it like one complete package and just spend longer on it? Never, because the DLC You're sells asking sells way so well. Yeah, DLC sells, so... They're talking about improving quality. If you want to improve quality, just make one complete package and just spend more time on it. No, they'll they make the complete like, game kind of the equivalent to the third game now. 
Because yeah. what yeah, happens the thing is, is they're going to make yeah, the go complete. Ahead. They're going to make the complete first game, but of course, then they want to ride and like any other company. Now, this is not just a Pokemon thing. This is just a games industry thing where you're going to have your complete game, and then you're going to have the DLC expansion to bring people back to your game. So that's just always the market. So yeah, they can work on and clean up and make as big as the original games they want. There's still going to be DLC later. There's going to be some kind of expansion later. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's like more modern thing. But, did they start with Sword of Shield? They did start before that. I feel like it's uh, Sword yeah. Sword yeah, because Sword, because Sword Sun and Moon had Ultra really had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I mean, that's Sword a re-release Shield though. Also really good. It was a re-release with expanded material. <laughs> the, um, the base game for Sword of Shield was fucking awful, but like the actual nah. DLC was pretty good. The DLC was I like the base game a lot. And the DLC was very good. I don't know if I'm gonna play Scarlet DLC right away, but it's definitely saying I'm, I've already bought and will play because I know it'll be good. What I what I, I find interesting about these comments is, I think what it was really gonna help the Pokemon Company. Now this might be just me being overly optimistic, but the fact that the Pokemon anime now is not directly tied into yeah. the games per se. They're now yeah, doing their really just own that. separate thing. Like they don't have to be following along Ash's journey. Like as soon as Ash goes to the next region, it's like, oh, we gotta drop the last region and have to move on to the next one. Because they're off doing their own thing now. They are going worldwide and doing their own adventure with totally different characters and everything. So the fact that they're not tied to the anime now, they might be like, okay, maybe we can actually give a little bit more time for the game development. Because that'll be the only thing that's holding them back is the TCG, which I think the TCG could easily they could easily hold on releases for that so the fact that the anime now can now act independently and the games can be acting a little bit independently from each other might actually be helping us in this fact and i don't know if that was planned and it's like okay so we found our core problem is the fact we tie the anime and the games very closely to each other so let's break that and and that's how we'll move move on going forward and but let's hope they take advantage of this and hopefully that's their plan going forward I mean, I mean, here's the funny thing though. So Scarlet and Violet sold tell ten million in three days. They technically don't really need to. <laughs> like that. That's kind of the like sad thing. Um, is that like yeah. with how well that game sold so quickly, it shows them it's like, oh, I guess we can't just rush out broken products with no real repercussions. I do that's think that is kind of a rarity because they sold it on the fact that it's the first like open world Pokemon. Whereas the next game, if it's another open world Pokemon and it's still buggy as hell, that is where I'm pretty sure it, it won't be a significant decrease. But I'm, I think even if the next game actually is good, we might actually see a decrease in the next game because we're not going to be riding on the hype of, oh my god, it's the first open world Pokemon game. Like that was the like selling, especially after the hype of Legends Arceus being as good as it was. So it was riding the Legends Arceus hype of coming from. Here's your beta test open world. Now here's your mainline Pokemon game open world. But now here's now here it is being a, uh, an ugly mess. So going into the next game going forward, depending on, I, I'm sure there's going to be some other spinoff game between now and Gen 10. There's going to be like Legends Unova or something. There's going to be something before we get to Gen 10. So depending on the the performance of that, but I do think we see a slight fall off of sales because of the backlash of Scarlet and Violet, and maybe they'll take notice of that. But yeah, it, I hope so. It's still gonna, it's still gonna sell gangbusters. But I th- do think yeah. we see some kind of fall off. Noticeable. 
Like it'll be like, oh, okay, they, this one didn't sell nearly as well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the news. But we actually got a topic of the show, uh, and this is going to be a fun one. TGAs are coming up. Jeff Keighley arising from his coffin. Well, actually, he's going to be arising from his coffin for Gamescom next week. But then he's going to go back into his coffin and then rise yet again for TGAs. <laughs> and I mean that that's going to be in December. And we've been kind of like thinking about it. We've been discussing it a lot like on our own time. But like, what is going to be the lineup for Game of the Year? at the TGAs and, you know, maybe other companies, but mostly we want to look at like the TGAs uh, as like kind of the baseline, like what we, because that is the biggest game awards show of any other like podcast or not podcast. What am I saying? <laughs> uh, biggest game awards out there, like more than dice, more than BAFTA, all that stuff. Um, mm. I'm sorry. Well, uh, one thing I wanted fusion? to bring. Uh, well, okay, we got a lot to talk about. First fusion, I I heard you like kind of mumble a bit. No, I was, I was just saying you're just so excited. You're stumbling over your words. I I've been <laughs> stumbling over my words this whole podcast. I apologize <laughs> to everyone watching. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to say the reason why this topic is coming up now and not like in October, so coming a little bit closer to TJ's, is because at least in the circles that we run in, it definitely seems like Baldur's Gate three threw a wrench into a lot of people's predictions. So. Oh yeah. I think that's the reason why we're kind of not talking about like, oh, does Baldur's Gate three actually make it in now? Like, we none of us heard about this game like three, four months ago, and all of a sudden it's everywhere, and it's getting like all these amazing scores. Does this disrupt what we kind of expected the the game of the year lineup to be at the TGAs? So that's what that's how this discussion came up, and that's what we're going to get into. Exactly, and I guess like, I guess I want to start this whole discussion off real quick. What are the locks? What are the games that are going to be there no matter what? You cannot imagine the like TGA lineup without these games. Zelda. Zelda, Zelda Star Trek gets the two locks. I think Baldur's Gate's a lock, but I seem like yeah, I'm in the minority. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. There's not a world where you guys are calling Starfield a lock before the video game comes out, but they're saying Baldur's Gate's not a lock right now. As I can tell you why. Listen, I can explain my point. No, it's not, not that I'm biased. The talk behind Starfield compared to Baldur's Gate 3 and the talk behind Zelda compared to Baldur's Gate 3 is dramatically different. Yeah, the game is selling incredibly well, and I'm glad that they're doing well, but at the end of the day, Game of the Year comes down to talk and what people think. The fact there's not that much communication, well, not, not communication, right. but like hype around it, besides like the, the few that are like, you know, super well, into it. Like, you, can't, you say this, but it's the sixth highest Steam game of all time. It's yeah, the highest like, oh, rated, it's it's the highest rated <laughs> PC game of all time. What more could it do to have your hype? Like, it's, what, I, what else is there to actually ask, do? Ask the people, motherfucker. But the people aren't voting for a game of the year. It's critics. That's the thing. It's going to be the critics. That's and why... Every that's critic is giving this game a 10. Like, it's, it's going it's to be like, there. There's like 20 reviews. <laughs> that's no, the it's, thing. It's up, to, it's up to 60. Is it? Yeah. I'll check, actually. I'm telling On you. Medic- yeah. Six games in there, right? It's like a 96, 97 right now. And that's, yeah, I think, I it, yeah it actually fell down to 96, like, e- either today or yesterday. It went from 97 to 96. <laughs> Wolf, did you leave? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, my, 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 uh, some technical difficulties. Uh, um, hang on. Uh, technical difficulties. Uh, just cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when I said Baldur's Gate 3 Metacritic, that's when, like, all my audio fucked up. Uh, so you didn't hear all the words you were giving you? 
You were roasting me? No, we were, no. Fusion being a dick. There were six games in the Jeff game of the year, right? Yeah, yeah there's always six. been six. Okay, okay. Sometimes um, I think there's been five, but it's usually five or six. Do, I mean, do you want to just like say uh, we had quick t- technical difficulties and then jump back in or how? I mean, the, the, the call doesn't or the record doesn't catch people leaving or anything, so we're good. Okay, so I'll just like continue off my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, you say Baldur's Gate 3 had um, what's called 60 reviews? Is this on Metacritic? I think it might be, but Open Critic might have it too. I'm telling like, the reviews have came in. My viewpoint is 55 reviews. Okay. That's what I mean. That's, uh, it's still what, like a 96 right now? Like it's going to be. Uh, yeah, there. it's a 96. Yeah. I mean, that's my viewpoint, though. I feel like the people who reviewed this game are going to be the ones voting on the committee. That's just my. That's why I don't think Baldur's Gate Three is a lot because like, I don't think that committee is going to have those reviewers. I mean, there are definitely much. some that are going to be like, "Here's IGN." IGN is definitely. IGN, on that IGN just gave it a ten. Game Informer yeah, gave it a nine point seven five. But that's one. That's like a few people at IGN, a few people at Game Informer, versus like the tons of people who are going to be voting for Zelda. Like, I feel like there's way more Zelda fans at IGN. Than Game well, that's the thing is there's six all. lots. I'm sure a lot of votes are going to go to Zelda. A lot of votes are going to go. The way I think it's picked, I was just going to say, like, I think how it works, I think it's some kind of, like, choice rank voting, so they're all going to put the six games, and of course, almost everyone's probably going to put Zelda and Baldur, so most likely both are going to fit on there. If we're just talking about six picks... Then yeah, I could see Baldur's Gate being there. If it's gonna win, that's a different story entirely. No one's saying. Oh, yeah, we're not talking. Yeah, if we just talk about picks, then yeah, I can see it being there. And I, I, I'm, I'm in the minority that I think it might win. There's no, no way in hell it wins. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just like, I think this game's going to come. The, it's like the minute it hits PlayStation, it's just getting another revamp. Like the PlayStation community is like. Seizing all the money to play the video game. The PlayStation, I, what I do you think the PlayStation though, community has over the Breath of the Wild community? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but you gotta think of like Tears of the Kingdom is an amazing video game, but like we are not, but, Baldur's Gate came out of nowhere and it's doing exactly what it needed to do. Like, okay, it's being the, the greatest CRPG of all time. Like, it's just see, doing that's it. the thing though. It's a see, I, I feel like the genre is just like it. I don't know. I feel like that genre doesn't really get the respect it deserves at the game awards. Like I feel but like it's been such a like, but it's it become wants. such of a like, I don't want to say cultural phenomenon, but like a gaming community phenomenon. Like we have never seen so much coverage from like your average Twitch streamer, your average Twitter user, TikToker, or whatever, like covering like moments in the game, like sharing their like highlights or whatever. Like I just watched a TikTok of someone getting magically transformed into a wheel of cheese, like. This is getting along the lines of all the weird contraptions you build in Tears of the Kingdom. So there's definitely a following to this similar to Tears of the Kingdom, and people are talking about it, and it's getting people into this genre. Yeah, it's a genre that's underrepresented, but this seems to be like the perfect game to make it seem like, oh, these CRPGs, they're cool. Maybe we'll be excited for the next one that comes out, but this one's really good. It seems to be a good introductory one for people. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. I you. feel like I don't have enough faith in the the voting committee to put it there. <laughs> That's kind of my viewpoint. I yeah. I I think it definitely is. I mean, looking at the list again that we wrote down here, I don't know unless 
you're gonna like there's not five games on that list that you're putting over. There's yeah, there's not. Hey, I, I, mean, I wanted to talk. Real obviously, quick, really I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree oh, on Starfield, Zelda, and I think we've come to the conclusion. Yeah, obviously, winning is a, an entirely different conversation, but I think we're at the point now of critic scores and just gaming community phenomenon that it's going to get enough votes from the press that votes for this that's going to get in there. Now, the other three is where things get a little bit more iffy. <laughs> this one game I really want to bring up, but Bench really wanted to list his six games. Go ahead, Bench. Yeah, I have my list of six. So I think Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Starfield, and Resident Evil 4. I think that's the okay. six you see at the end of the so year. That's the game I wanted to mention. Fusion, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Do you think that gets nominated? No, I don't think so. If I, let, me, uh, let me tell you, my villain arc, if I see Resident Evil 4 on a list and Baldur Gate's <laughs> not up there, I'm off the podcast. If Resident Evil 4 is over Baldur's Gate, it's being, the uh, living in the correct timeline. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can blame Jeff. Don't nope. leave the podcast. We're not the ones to blame. <laughs> I, just, like, I would never blame I'm, Jeff. I'm out of the video game industry at that point. <laughs> just get me out of it. Like, I leave none of the world where that happened. Look, game of the year is—it's meant for games that came out in this year. Meaning, if you like it or not, Resident Evil Four remake is qualified. My, my hot my, take is not getting nominated. Okay, well, my my viewpoint is that like I, I don't think it's gonna get on there, but for different reasons than Fusion, because I think there are other games that are gonna get on. Yeah, there. that's my thing. Is I think it probably would in any other like normal year, but this year is so stacked, it might just not get on there because there are just other games that people are gonna be like, oh, um. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 was good, but it was Resident Evil 4 again. That bad, like Starfield, though, Baldur's Gate, though, and all these other games. Like, but... there's no way it's getting on over Mario Wonder. And I don't like, think Mario Wonder's is on there. Nah, Mario Wonder's, not gonna... think... Mario Wonder's not going to get there. No, I said really? Diablo 4. No, Mario well, we got... <laughs> Bench, Bench I, I know you didn't say it. Boone <laughs> said Mario Wonder. <laughs> Mario Wonder won't. We got a lot of conversations going on at once. And let's like <laughs> recycle it back. Okay, so Mario Wonder, does that get onto the list? No. 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 Yes. no. Why? Yes. My viewpoint, I think critics are gonna go, wow, this they're gonna say it's cute and then say and then from what it's gonna win fam. I don't think it's gonna win family into it. It has so much life into it. Oh, like so, like they're reinvigorating the 2D Mario thing. It's gonna I be up there if they great. hit it. No, it's a chance. No, it's gonna there's win. a chance it can miss. I'll give it that. But the chances of them missing from what we've seen are so slim. If the no, game it's, delivers, it's not gonna miss. It's, it's gonna, gonna be crazy. Be great. The game's gonna be great. I just don't think critics are gonna give it the respect it deserves. No, it's I just bet, gonna I be just like, yeah, it's it really good, but it's just up. another 2D Mario at the end of the day. It's just not enough. Everything else. Like th that's the thing, though. It's gonna be this better than all those other games. Sweep. But these are critics. I I just have to be real. Do you have the these are critics. Sigma? They no, they do. Yeah, no, critics do. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yes. thing. They no, have a very severe two D game stigma. It's a weird thing. It was a listen. Metroid Dread only got up in the twenty twenty one because twenty twenty one was a horrible year for games. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> so Kirby, was, like, was, was Kirby in there last year? No, it wasn't. No. In the game of the year. Really? Xenoblade over it. it. We're not starting that conversation. Okay, you <laughs> I'm still <laughs> mad it didn't win best music. Okay. Okay, that's actually a crime. 
I'm I'm only mad music. that it didn't win best music because uh, the Elden Ring didn't win best music. How the fuck did God of War? Elden Ring. Did God of War even have music? <laughs> And yeah, the main like, thing. Elden Ring even have music over Xenoblade? It's crazy. Okay, that's what just, are you talking that's about? You are not no, you are not out here telling me Elden Ring didn't have music. The main theme, Morgoth, Malekith, the final battle, fusion, oh, the final battle. I was I you was too busy trying to to die to listen to the fucking music of that game. I'm listening to the Xenoblade soundtrack. I got my freaking I got my pajamas on. I'm going to bed with that soundtrack. I listen to Elden Ring. I'm out. I took ready to fight for war, man. That shit was fucking incredible. We fight How for, the hell we fought for world peace and and freedom in Xenoblade Three? Elden Ring, you fought a <laughs> a dude in a boat. How is that not more hype? <laughs> because he's I'm just a dude that. in a boat that's easy to kill. Okay, that I mean, he's looking right there. The boss was kind of asked. No, 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 no. You're disrespecting the boat, man. All right, I can't take this anymore. So getting off track. Okay, so the, you should go the, ahead. the top the topic I think we should move on to is a lot of people uh that we know and other people that I see online are starting to think that both Final Fantasy sixteen and Spider Man two are gonna get snubbed. And Final I do Fantasy think that's actually a possibility. There's no I way hell that game gets on there. <laughs> I don't see. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I can see one of them getting on, but I don't think both of them are going to yeah. get it. Yeah, one of them but, might, but definitely not both. That's think, the thing. I think they'll both make it. Also, I don't no, think, I think so. Diablo Four is on the list. I think a stigma from the game past launch will carry through. Yeah, Diablo Four. Shot us off in the Diablo. Diablo Four oh, is not going to go there. It, it shot us off in the post launch. As a game, it probably deserves that recognition, but it shot itself in the foot. With yeah, the, with like the season one, the first update, all the post-launch fucking ass. No, yeah, it's really I mean, funny. There. You know what's really funny is Diablo 4 comes out, it's like, oh, it's like, it's really good. And then they, they stumble over their own feet, and then Baldur's Gate comes out and says, I'm you, but better. It was just a really <laughs> bad timing from Diablo. Like, that was the thing. It's like they had that awful update, and then Baldur's Gate 3 came, and then the PC community was like, okay, we're going to switch over to Baldur's Gate instead. Like, that's pretty look, much what happened there. Blizzard makes Sword Enix look good with how much they fuck up, let me tell you. <laughs> it is it's crazy. I mean, I really want to get back to the Final Fantasy 16 though, because, like, Bench is adamant about it being on there. I think that game was just so divisive at launch. I mean, we had a whole spoiler cast. Very interesting conversations, to say the least, like, differing viewpoints. And that, like, we're, I think we have, like, somewhat like the same viewpoints on games so like even us being divisive is pretty wild and just the whole industry in general yeah. i saw a lot of people give that game like fucking five out of tens which i wouldn't even go that far i don't but think it's like, a single a category but i think it's up for a lot of stuff including game of the year I it's like the one so. on uh, the it, might, it might get a couple of things like actions game and maybe it'll be up for action Action but it's, it's, for music. it's not gonna be for game of the year. I hopefully yeah. it wins music, but I doubt it. Even though wins it's music, the one that actually the game that should win music is the one I'm. I, I don't think it's gonna be up there. Uh, dark or not dark? Uh, Fusion Moon, Hi-Fi Rush. There's no. Uh, that's the big snub of the year. <laughs> yeah, the that's the big snub of the year. Oh, man, that one hurts because I know for a fact it's not gonna be on there, but it. 100%. I would be and like we so know this game and like if this game came out in like 2022 or 2021 when there was like nothing Lord coming Lord. out it would I don't know about winning but it definitely would have been other. if Stray can get nominated for game of the year fucking high five rush good. Say, okay that's my one question is like it seems like every year we have like an indie shows up and it's I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to say it might be but I think like 
I don't know if Jeff has it where he just wants an indie always, so he's gonna ask for an indie. I don't know how it works, but I'm just saying, what like what number on a rating scale would Sea of Stars have to hit for it to be up there? Because it's the only no, indie no, that would get. No number that it could, uh, reasonably it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not yeah, unless, gonna be crazy. Unless, unless it's an unspoken rule that That's what we I mean. don't I know like about it's... that there has to be one, then maybe Sea of Stars will get in there. But if there is no like rule that a in, you need to nominate an indie game, then yeah, there's no this, chance okay, for this, this year. Might sound weird, but could you consider Baldur's Gate to be like the That's that not kind an indie game. game. <laughs> it's not, there's not studio like a game, stuff. but like smaller. I mean, a smaller like thing because there's a massive game. Six years of development time, like four hundred employees, that is not a small game. <laughs> That's a double A studio. Yeah, you it's can not, say double it's not A. Like a it. it is kind of like the thing that came out of left field though that a lot of people didn't expect would grasp them. So I think I mean it kind of fits the I mean, it's like, the same thing with like, The Witcher. Like what happened with The Witcher 3? Because The Witcher 2, have you played The Witcher? It's not as crazy as The Witcher 3. Witcher 3 kind of just came out of nowhere. It was fucking insane. And everybody fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, by no by no means are they like a small studio. Yeah. They just so, finally got their break. I mean, exactly. Like, it's not like a small studio. It's just like it happened to be the one that got popular. Like, that was the game that really did it for people. I should play Divinity. You should. Moving on. Um, I guess, like, I'm just going to throw out some random games here. Uh, Dead Space, Hogwarts, oh, Armored nope. Core. I think we can all agree. Stuff like that. Like, Whoa Long. These Dead are, like, Space just, deserves like, more that... than RE4. I got two Dark Horses that you guys are going to both hate. But... Yeah, go for it. Sure I think, like, I genuinely think if, like, the survival horror aspect of Alan Wake 2 is good enough, like, that game's going to score really high. We'll see, and it's on every platform, like it's replayed by a lot. The one that one's like that's a dark horse, my darkest horse, though. Like, if it's Assassin's Creed Mirage, just hear me out. I'm talking about like if it's a classic Assassin's Creed game where people have been wanting this for like years, like we're talking about almost a decade at this point, and it just nails it. I mean, like, perfects the gameplay, for, perfects the parkour. I, I don't think it won't be up there, but it's one of those games where it's like. Here's the thing. If you I gotta say, hear me out, you already know. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I think they could nail it as much as possible. It could literally be as perfect as possible. I feel like there is a stigma from the critics that they're not gonna put it up there. It I also just... I can explain why it won't be up there. Even if, even if this was, like, the most perfect Assassin's Creed game ever, like, it was the best in the franchise, the, uh, yeah, there's that stigma, and also it just doesn't seem like the type of game they nominate for Game of the Year. Just the style of game exactly. that it is. No. Alan Wake I'm has not to even... be better than RE4 for it to be nominated. That's just that's the thing it has to surpass, and I don't think that's likely. It seems like easy. I'm not even gonna go into the Alan Wake situation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fusion, Fusion. 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 What he say? I Hold on, hold on, hold on. What he say? I mean, Fusion. Listen, our original RE4 is a better than the RE4 remake, but still, RE4 remake is great. <laughs> I think that was so. Go, going on to the. The Assassin's Creed. The whole point of Assassin's Creed Mirage is to, is to go back to um, go back to form of games that weren't even that crazy. Sure, they're good games, but they're nothing like exception or anything. They're just going back to making good games. <laughs> even if they hit it off the park, you just gotta get a good game out, the, out of it at the end. Although I did forget that Assassin's Creed Odyssey did get nominated for a game. It of the did, year. Yeah, it did get nominated. Yeah, but that was like a weaker year. For, oh, actually, no, no, that was 2018. Well, how did how the hell did that get nominated? Odyssey <laughs> it was fresh. is. Odyssey was like, okay, it, 
it was the change in Assassin's Creed that people were wanting. It was Origins, but then they perfected what they did in Origins to a lot of people. A lot of people still consider Odyssey like the top tier game. So yeah, it is an anomaly. Like you almost it, forget it it's is, in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I mean, it is always funny. I mean, like, you look back at like a lot of years for Game of the Year. When you really think about it, it always is like two games and then just four filler games. I feel like that always happens, like very much in Game of the Year. Like, look for example, 2018, Red Dead Two versus God of War. 2017, Breath of the Wild versus Mario Odyssey. 2000 and um, what's it called? 2022, uh, Elden Ring versus God of War Ragnarok. Like, it's always like this weird thing of like these two games and then just four filler games. Do you, what do you guys think? Elder like, Starfield. Is there gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be a. It's going to be a three-way yeah. this year. It's going to be Zelda, Starfield, and Baldur's Gate. Free no, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate baby. No, Baldur's Gate, bro, no, no. It's not going to be on the same level as Zelda and Starfield. Hang on. I, 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 I think Zelda and Starfield going at it. I think you're going to be surprised. Who I'm, I'm invited I'm... Baldur's Gate to the party? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, I think, is... May, my, I haven't played it, but maybe it's comparable to those games, but I think Zelda and Starfield are to the both the 1v1 because... I think that's just like the big names. I do. That is uh, something that's just said. I do want to mention none of us have played Baldur's Gate three. That's my point. So like, if, it, if it wins, I'll put my nuts on Binks's head or something. Wait, 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 bro! It's slander for a game no one's played with here, or any no one's even played a Larian video slander. game here but me. I, I'm slandering the critics. Don't, don't you shit on games all the time, though. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, <laughs> I. Bro, when I was playing Pikmin, Fusion was in his, like, fucking villain arc. <laughs> That's just a troll. That's just a troll. You guys are being serious. <laughs> All right. I'll, no, here's the thing. I'm not slandering Baldur's Gate 3. All I'm saying is I'm slandering the critics because I don't think they're going to give it the respect it deserves. And that's why I'm saying they're giving it, all, they're giving it the respect right now. <laughs> Fusion's they're saying giving it that now, you can fuck like, a bear. He's like, this is game of the year quality right here. He's like, this is going to be up there. Is there any other games we want to? We didn't really discuss Spider Man too. Like, does that it have will a be chance? I think that makes. Sense. I, 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 I feel like, like I think gonna... if Spider Man two goes up there, FF sixteen is not. It's gonna be either one of those two. We can't yeah. have both. It's gonna be I one of the two. And then, like, I would bet my entire livelihood that Final Fantasy sixteen is not better than Spider Man two. So it'll be up there. You gotta <laughs> stop saying this stuff because I bet you know this one. Yeah, no, be careful, man. I, I think Spider Man two is gonna hit though. It's a Tomiak. Like I just don't. That's like that's a safer bet than Starfield. I'm not. I think Starfield will be up oh, there, but it's more yeah, like that is a hundred percent safer bet than Starfield will be. No, dude, Starfield's, Starfield's be, my most anticipated. Spider-Man's like why much more like, of a safer bet. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know if this is kind of this is kind of like a gut feeling. I have, I have a feeling Hogwarts Legacy is gonna be in there over Baldur's Gate. <laughs> if Hogwarts gets in it's, there, that's what it feels I, like. That's I don't know. I leave the gaming industry. <laughs> the internet melts if that happens. No, I mean the meltdown and then just like <laughs> Hogwarts. No. Like you know what's funny? That whole like huge debate about Hogwarts. And the game was like what, like a seven out of ten? Like fusion, you played it. Like it was like what, like a seven, it was, eight. It, it I like it. I, think, I gave it an eight, but yeah. Okay, so it's, it's really it's... interesting to think about. So we're all saying Zelda, uh, Starfield, Baldur's Gate, and then we're kind of agreeing that Spider-Man, Final Fantasy sixteen, one of the two is coming. Right. That still leaves us two spots. No, I think both Man. of those are coming. Yeah, so that's yeah, Benches. So he thinks both of them are coming. And then yeah. RE four. Man. Honestly, looking yeah, at this really list game stuff, this I guess we should. Why don't, it, why don't we all like? I, you know, I think we should all at like, it, go around the table. 
uh, give our personal six. Uh, I mean, you said you wanted to say something, though. I'll let you talk first. Well, I'm just saying, like, once I'm looking at it like that, like, we're all kind of agreeing on the three of Zelda, Starfield, and Baldur's Gate. And then going under the assumption that one or the other of FS16 or Spider-Man gets in there, and the fact that we still left with two, yeah, suddenly RE4 remakes are like, suddenly starts making more sense. Honestly, uh, though, like, looking at the list, because, like, I know Hi-Fi Rush is getting stopped. Like, yeah, I do actually think Baldur's Gate... I, Okay, if you want my real take, here's my real take. This, the reason I, I don't think Baldur's Gate is gonna be there. This is the reason I don't want it to be. Does it really have a sexy song for the orchestra? Do you think they're gonna? <laughs> is there gonna be a good there's, enough song for the Game Awards orchestra? There's gotta be some music in there. Yeah, <laughs> Divinity has like amazing soundtrack. So I whoa, whoa, think Baldur's Gate has a really good soundtrack. Hey, hold up, you hope. I, I hope so. Looking at the list. That is really your Liza P is there, and I played that demo, brother. I was thinking that, that Liza P a little bit. Nah, I want it to be there. It has potential. If it hits, if it hits, I don't. Uh, from the demo, it was incredible. If it hits, it can be up there. Here's, here's the I feel like, yeah, Armored Core. I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna get there. For Armored Core. I want I Armored Core more be... than anything. I think it's gonna be a great game. I just, I think it's gonna be too niche for the critics to really yep. like, give it respect. Yeah. Yep. Armored Core. <laughs> I don't know why you put Wolong on this list here. I, I, I threw <laughs> on random games. That, well, that's the thing. I just threw on random had, games. Like, street, I mean, does Street no... Fighter have any chance? Like Street Fighter is a like a really good video I would, game. I, I, I don't, had a chance, but I don't think fighting year. fighting games just don't make it into the game of the year. They're gonna win their respective Ooh. categories and stuff, but mm-hmm, they don't exactly. make game of the year. I guess um, to round it all up. I mean, do we want to like kind of give our personal six uh, bench? You can recite. I don't again. know. Okay. Oh, I gotta find the note now. I wrote it down. Wrote it down. <laughs> you already forgot your stick on the board. <laughs> you okay. forgot his stick. Well, I, okay, Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider Man 2, Starfield, and Resident Evil 4. Okay, uh, Fusion, what about you? Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Spider Man 2. I'm the only one here that's gonna put it. I think Mario Wonder will be up there. I want to say Silk so. Song, but we don't I, know. I even said I was going to be so. <laughs> Bro said I want to put Silk Song. Oh, man. Fusion. If it comes out, it's on the list. If it's not, if, Final Fantasy if, 15. If it comes out, I mean, here's the thing. If Silk Song does come out, like, it's not, it's going to, like, be past the date, uh, cutoff date, I feel. Silk Song's not coming out this year, so let that little idea leave the bottom. I believe. I'm with Fusion. I believe. Fusion keeps acting right like now. he's the one who's been fighting the war. He, he ain't even gonna play it this one, year. <laughs> we've, we've, we've been dogging on Fusion the, too much. The PC, right? port, the PC port of freaking Silk Song, if there even is one, I'm not even sure. It's gonna run on like 30 FPS or something. And Fusion's gonna be like, it's dead to whole me. Platform. The game came Hollow out Knight, first on PC. Hollow Knight came out on PC first. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Okay, that's why I said I don't know, but like. <laughs> it's gonna oh come out like, this, yes on PC. This this bro thinks he knows everything. I mean, Dark, do you have a six that you think? Uh, I mean, look at the list now. Um, Zelda. Um, let's see what else is there. Starfield, of course. I'm gonna say Lies of P. Oh, that's <laughs> a risk. This is weird. Nah, I think Lies of P has a chance if it hits. Up. It. I hope. Yeah, because I generally don't have a list. If it hits, but I don't really care about like the six things. I'm pretty sure Zelda's just gonna sweep everything, to be honest. But you can say uh, about Mario one. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> RE4 and Hi-Fi Rush, just because. This is a wild podcast. I should mention <laughs> here <laughs> uh, in our element tonight. <laughs> uh, do you have your six? 
Yeah, so definitely Zelda, Starfield, Baldur's Gate. I'm going to say Spider-Man 2. And then, much as I don't want to say it, Resident Evil 4 Remake and Hi-Fi Rush. That's Hi-Fi, cool. you're not. Ah, dude, I want it so yeah. badly. There's no way. There's I no reacted to what he said it, but when I said it, you said look. <laughs> I yeah, I noticed that. He, I noticed that he didn't react when you said. Oh, he did, did he wasn't listening. Yeah, I thought he was making half the games up when he was talking. So, about see, once I actually like started counting them, like, oh my god, six games, and I, I'm still under this assumption. Like, if, uh, people have been saying Spider-Man or Final Fantasy 16, one or the other. If we're not including both, suddenly games like RE4 and Hi-Fi Rush suddenly start making more sense. Now, granted, if Liza P is a massive hit then obviously, yeah, that's going to get factored in it. But the fact Lights B isn't out yet and such a big what if. But at the moment, I could almost say Hi-Fi Rush might just squeeze in there at the last second. Hey, man, that's going to make for no a great way. Game Awards orchestra over Baldur's Gate. Like, what's going <laughs> to freaking play brown nails, some dumbass <laughs> trumpets and, like, horns? Come on, man. <laughs> you get Hi-Fi Rush. They better get nine-inch nails on stage for that one. <laughs> I'm filing harassment. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't played ball this game don't actually <laughs> well, I'm just like if you didn't say it he's like this is my time <laughs> my, my six games uh, I do agree Zelda um, Starfield Baldur's Gate but then from there it does get interesting I think Spider-Man 2 is going to make it I hope <laughs> at least um, and then RE4 remake I do think it's going to get there and then honestly, the last game, that's the toss-up for me, where I'm not really sure what it could be. This is where Hi-Fi Rush slips in. If Hi-Fi Rush slips in over Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi... Uh, Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> if it slips in over Final Fantasy 16, whoa, long fallen dynasty. I mean, guys, come on, that has a shot. <laughs> but like all these other games... Game? Like, no, I didn't hate it. It just went on way too long. <laughs> it was like a Octopath seven. didn't get a single shout-out, by the way. There's I no know. It's like, There's I mean, no it, in hell. <laughs> uh, it's going to win something because it was really good. I don't think but, it's even going to win. It, I, it might win. Like, music. Could, no, it could be nominated. Because half, half the critics haven't played Octopath 2. They're like, oh man, JRPG, EOPU. Yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> they're going to like, win music last time. For a good reason, because even God of War soundtrack <laughs> was better than that. Uh, moving on. Let's <laughs> start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, Live it I, up will to say, the I will say. <laughs> I will say. I will say. Alan Wake too. You want to? I'm not saying Alan Wake too. There's. An, I, I can't imagine. Jushin, what crack are you on? It's not gonna be. It's not gonna. Well, it's not gonna be RE4 remake and Alan Wake too. Yeah, it's gonna I'm be saying. one or the other. And it should no, be I, Dead Space. It, it's gonna be the one that actually came out this year. Like a Honestly, real Honestly. <laughs> okay. When did Resident Evil 4 remake come out? Jushin, let me ask you. When did Resident Evil 4 remake come out? Hey, for the podcast. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> bro, bro is, <laughs> he left. He's like, I can't handle this much harassment. We've if been just, so aggressive. If I just ignore him, he will, like, he'll go away. <laughs> Honestly. It's like, I don't like to. Okay, looking at the list again, the last game. I actually, I agree with Fusion. I think Mario Wonder actually can make it. Dude, I don't understand uh, why. Yeah, I agree too. Like, like the last, I understand the last Mario was like the 3D, like the Odyssey was huge, but it was nominated. Like it was up there. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's just I, such a I agree. It can be up there. Honestly. 
Yeah. I mean, that Game Awards orchestra is going to go crazy, though. <laughs> I think we can all agree there. I mean, dude, the the flute guy. The only reason I want Final Fantasy 16 on there is um so that we can get the music at least. <laughs> but I'll still be disappointed. Be I'll be like, ah, well, who let this guy in here? How do you get in here? I'll be honest though, like best music category is more interesting to me because it's like I, I hope Hi-Fi Rush wins that at least. <laughs> the music game doesn't win music. I don't really like Final Fantasy 16, I already know. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, any more thoughts on just our viewpoints on game awards and everything handling there? No. That's gonna be a fun episode once the an actual nominations actually happen. Yeah, it'll be like this one. It'll be fine to see who wins the closest. Yeah, for real. We should write these down to who's the closest. <laughs> it's gonna be all of the games that we didn't nominate. <laughs> <laughs> oh like yeah, this, this lineup is out there. <laughs> this lineup is gonna be Street Fighter Six, Woe Long, Octopath, Hogwarts. <laughs> No, Zelda and Star I don't know why you guys were there, bro. I just love how, like, all, out of all the games, you guys singled me out for Wolong. I just threw stuff on there, okay? And it's like, wow, this idiot put Wolong. I just, like, stuck out, like, a sore thumb when you're looking at the rest of the list. More than Hogwarts? Yeah. <laughs> more, more than Alan Wake 2? The fuck? Okay, oh, not my even... God. Yeah. Alan Wake 2 I mean... is going to be good, okay? Let's, let's calm down. Let's is calm it, down. though? I don't know. Is it, though? The last I feel like the all the money's going to the marketing. It's, it's remedy control. Yeah, control was, was amazing. Yo, control that game awards orchestra performance for control. That shit was fire. They got the dude on stage like singing the opera. That was fucking amazing. They got the dude on stage. <laughs> yes, it was a dude on. What do you want me to say? <laughs> it just sounded funny. Just like, modern day will wear. That's my prediction. Reroll the tape four months from now. Oh, Fusion, I wish I had your confidence. <laughs> Moving on uh, to what we've been playing. Uh, Moon, I want you to go first, because you've been... You, finally you guys something. have been egging me about this <laughs> yeah. all week. But yes, I finally did beat Dead Space. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, granted. It kind of fell apart in the last couple chapters for me, at least. Like, I don't want to say difficulty-wise, but like the lack of horror survival went more into action survival with just the last couple levels of you just fighting off just swarms of enemies like hey remember this like mini boss from a couple chapters ago he's back again so yeah that was annoying but finally beat it good time uh hope they remake dead space 2 at some point because i would also be down for that um and then i started stray gods i uh, only just got through the first act and it's it's definitely my kind of shit. Like I enjoy musicals and uh, performance and like choose your own adventure kind of story games. But the biggest problem with this game comes from the art direction that they're doing. They're doing that still image uh, storyteller thing. And normally I'm not, okay, I, normally I'm okay with that. Cause um, till dust till dawn or whatever. What was that game last year from Xbox? Um, uh, dust till wait, I think, as oh Dustfall, there it is. As As Dust Dust <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this called? <laughs> um, I was perfectly fine with that game, and I really enjoyed that game. And I bet I know a lot of people were put off by the like these uh, still motion animation, whatever. I don't know really what that style of animation is called, but people were put off put, put off by it. I wasn't. Now they're doing the same thing in Stray Gods here, but the problem is that it's fine for all the regular cutscenes, but as soon as we get to the musical performances, it becomes kind of awkward like here you are having these voice actors like belt out these songs but all you're seeing is just the still image of a 
man or woman just like have their mouth open and then just like they're building out this song and like musicals because they go into like this magical like as you know in musicals they, the world gets all weird to go with the music and this happens the same same thing in this game but it's just still images again so you have this people flying around doing all this wacky stuff during the musical numbers but the still images are just still images so half the fun of musicals is kind of lost on this because you're expecting you know people dancing around singing and whatnot and all this other wacky stuff happening and it's not happening or at least it's happening very slowly in the form of still images so that's my big gripe about the the animation direction it was just a poor choice of a combination between this um art direction and what the game actually is and i think the reason why they went with it is because of the way the game is set up where during dialogue and especially choices during the songs it changes based on choices that you make whether if you're more aggressive or you're more uh compassionate or whatever because there's usually three dialogue options especially during the songs of how you want to take it and even the music changes when you make these certain selections so i would think they chose this direction for the art because i can only imagine lip syncing three different outcomes of each version of a song that you're doing was probably would have been a big pain in the ass so now you just have still images to edit instead of having to mouth uh animate a bunch of lip flaps for various different scenes but anyway it's a good time i got through act one and i'm i think there's like three acts so hopefully it won't be taking me too much longer to beat this i, mean, I do want to mention you haven't been to... mm. oh go ahead Rick. go ahead Oh, well, this has changed the topic. I don't know if you want to go first or not. Well, no, because uh, Fusion's uh, also been playing Stray Gods. I wanted to transition to him, but you ruined it. So just go oh. say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Moon mentioned um, RE2 and how, like, towards the end, it becomes more, like, less survival horror. Not RE2, um, like in Dead Space. RE4. I'm tired. Dead Space, yeah. I'm tired, too, man. I'll get it. <laughs> uh, um, Dead Space 2, by the way, is... It's not scary whatsoever. It's just a hallway shooter. You're gonna enter a room. There's gonna be like five thousand people, and then you shoot them all, and then you go to the next room and repeat the same process. They just completely ditched the whole horror aspect of it. Yeah, that's a lot oh, yeah. frustrating, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely loses its uh, scariness factor, especially when you, with your own character, with Isaac Clark. It's like he's at first in the first game. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. There's this thing that's killing people that you've never seen before now in the second and third game you're like you're a bona fide monster killer now like you know what to do and what to expect so yeah there's it's a lot it's it's lost it's re2 to re4 like leon goes from like this like rookie who doesn't know anything to just being <laughs> the um what's it called this ultra high badass stoic motherfucker uh, Fusion, you were also playing Straight God. I actually wanted to hear your thoughts on that because you beat it. Yeah, I did. I did roll credits on it, and I really liked it. Like I thought, I should tell you. I think Moon the game gets better as you go on. Like I think the musical performances like got stronger. I think the voice acting is like this is one of the best voice acting cast I've heard in a long time. They have like basically no, I have every, nothing against everyone. the voice acting or the well, the music has been kind of like dull for me. Like they build up and build up. Like okay, it's cool. Something big and grand is gonna happen in the song, and then it kind of just ends. <laughs> yeah yeah it's and like then, they're teasing me <laughs> i i can understand the um like the art direction a little bit because even like i didn't like 
as best fall direction, like even a little bit, but I still play the game and enjoy it. I think that I think they do it a lot better in this game. But I also have weird ways where like because of the stillness sometimes where like the animation, it felt like it was giving me headaches at time. I don't know why. I'm I assume it's the way they're like moving the characters and like the the way they do it. But um other than the art direction, I, I really like, I, I wish, I understand it's a visual novel, I wish there was more gameplay elements of kind of like a Life is Strange where I physically get to move my character, I get to like investigate by actually moving everything, yeah. like every investigation That would have been really, really just, good, especially the investigation exactly. scenes, yep. yeah. where instead of, instead of moving around a room and clicking on stuff, no, you're just going, you're just on a menu, <laughs> you're like, yeah. investigate I, this, investigate this. Every, like, you, you never get to move your character at, at all. It is all just, like, you're clicking through a menu, which is, like, I understand that's the type of game it was, but I think it would, would have benefited from, like, a little Life is Strange, like, you get to move around, like, even your apartment or just wherever. The environment you were in, if you got to move around and interact a little bit, I think that would have been really cool. I enjoyed the game as, like, a whole. Like, I, I it's not, like, my favorite indie I've played this year, but it's also, like, I think the story, like, I'll remember the story for a long time. I think Laura Bailey does a fantastic job voice acting grace and like other than ben Starr, she's probably my second favorite like performer this I year i love laura bailey so yeah, much she does really she, good she does really good in this game. so like yeah i i recommend stray god it's like i think it's 30 dollars yeah, yeah it's, it's 30 dollars. so like it's not too expensive it took me seven hours to beat like it's a short game but it also is a type of game where you can replay and do like yeah, they, of, like, they really runs. encourage you to do at yeah. least like three playthroughs. Yeah, there's a bunch of playthroughs you can do and like different options. See what see how like the narrative unfolds. And then after that, I started writing okay, my games. Let's be careful. <laughs> All right, you got to be careful here, Fusion. <laughs> I the, the last moment I played was Origins, so it's been forever. Okay. I I just never got around to Origins. I liked Origins. I think Rayman's a cool like franchise, a cool like character, and I just wish like we got more of him. And I'm only like a world in, like I did the very first world like yesterday. I really like I really enjoyed what I played of it like so far. I think the I think the movement feels a little like stiff, but that's also just I feel like this game's a, over a decade old. So comparing it to like a modern day platformer, like it's just you have you have like the, the modern day controls that just feel a little better. But like the art style is really like holds up really well. Like the game's oh still looks really good. So beautiful. It's like for like an early PS4 game. It like it still looks really good, runs very well. Like I'm having a good time with it. Hopefully, I don't know how long it is, but hopefully over like it's that type of game where it's it's short. Yeah, it's yeah. type of game where I feel like I don't have to. I can just get like random play sessions in if I'm like I just want to beat a few it's levels. Like let me just hop on and play it. Yeah, I, I'll say this about your um, viewpoint on the controls. I I actually agree with you, uh, you in terms of like the stiffness, but like the thing is, is that the level design is so built around those controls, especially later on. Where like they very much build those levels. The levels they build them around how good you get at that game by the end. So mm. like you're always like starting to like really learn new things, learn new ways to like move around, maneuver, get around like the controls that allow you to really feel the movement. Because like I always say, it's like I actually it's my favorite 2D platformer of all time. Like one of my all time favorite. The meme. It's one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. I really am serious when I say this game is phenomenal, but I'd never say it's the best controlling 2D platformer. I just think it's the best 2D platformer in terms of like the aesthetics, the levels, the it has a design lot of, of everything. The music levels, oh my god, music levels. They are so freaking good, especially later on. Some of the songs they choose are insane. Um, it's good, good to hear. It's very, very exciting. And like, it like was it, a short game. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, like a short game, 
very fun. Like it, like you said, it's just such a fun game to just jump in, play a few levels, and hop out. Like I still have it installed on my PlayStation. Every now and then, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna hop through a few levels of Rayman. It's just an addicting, not not even addicting. It's just a relaxing game to like chill out and just screw around. Especially if you play co-op, I really recommend at least trying co-op. It was one of those things where like I I got the PlayStation Plus. I got upgraded for nine dollars because Sea of Stars comes out like in two weeks. So they let me, and then Ray, Rayman Legends was on it. So like I was gonna. Pick, I was going to play Inscription, which I've heard like really good stuff about. I think yeah. that game came out, was it last year or the year before? Either way, I've heard really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it was last year. Like, it was getting Game of the Year hype, yeah. but I was like, okay, I just played a visual like novel, basically. Like, I want something with pure gameplay, and I was like, Raymond Legend is the perfect game for that. Like, it's just pure, like, I don't I don't know if there is a story. Like, I'm just, the, what, the story to this, I've got I've been like, like, pretty mid, but like, I'm just like, it's just that game where you grab your controller <laughs> and you're just playing and it just feels good to play. It's like, I, I, if, I, if you come to the next session, you beat it, it's like, yeah, I loved it. But, you know, if that story was better, I'm no, going to be no, mad no. at you because it's like, that's not what you come into Rayman yeah, for. No, that's, <laughs> but that was my point. Is like, I went from a such a story. I've been playing like really story heavily game where I just wanted a game where I could shut my brain off kind of and just like pure gameplay, like fun. Oh, yeah. It, it's exactly that. Just pure fun gameplay. Those music levels, man. They, oh, dude. I, I want to go play that game right now. <laughs> um, I'll go really fast. I'm still playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm still loving it. I'm at a, a point of the game where I've been told I really need to grind up uh, Chapter 12. And that kind of scares me. But also, I think the game has been fun enough to where like I just like jumping in every few hours every day. Just screw around, do some side missions. Like That game is so addicting. I, I could play it like all freaking day if I really wanted to. So yeah, the Yakuza Like Dragon still a great game. Bench, you want to talk about trails? Yes, I beat Cold Steel three a couple weeks ago, and since then I have started Cold Steel four, and I'm about thirty hours in. It's just still continuing to deliver. I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of games in the last week, but from what I've played, Cold Steel four is just very good. It's continuing what Cold Steel three built and delivering on pretty much a lot of past and questions and stuff from the series so far i don't have a whole lot to say because i still haven't gotten to the meat of it yet so hey man i'm excited to hear more um and then dark uh you've been playing what's it called uh red dead 2 you beat that game oh i really want yeah, to hear your thoughts on that. i played it and beat it so i want to preface this before i get into this i am not crazy i'm not really i'm not really a big fan of rockstar games they never really clicked yeah. with me but I was in the mood for something different compared to all the JRPGs I've been playing lately, and Red Dead 2 was catching my attention, so I went for it. And it was absolutely incredible. This game lives up to the hype that it has around it in every way. Like, the storytelling, the characters. My only complaint about that half of the game is that it does drag out a little bit. Like, some missions, they, they don't need to be there. And the gameplay is the same as GTA. If you play GTA, you know how this game plays. But man, it was an experience from start to finish. Um, it's taking me around like 50, 60 hours, so it's a little bit chunky, but I think anyone can go through it, but you will get attached to these characters and have the time of your life with them. Lots of highs, it didn't really have any downs whatsoever, besides it dragging very slightly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, besides that, I've, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everything you said there is exactly how I feel about Red Dead 2. I think that game is a masterpiece. I think gameplay-wise, it is the weakest aspect. Maybe not the weakest aspect of the game, but like 
you know, it is very much just like GTA, but also it's not really the shooting gameplay isn't really why I play GTA. It has a feature. So that that yeah. feature for those who don't know, it's kind of like you slow down time and you can with a revolver, any lever action weapon that you have, you can pretty much like calculate where the bullets will go, and then like when the time finishes, you just start shooting automatically, and it's really cool yeah. when it happens. But besides that, it's the same as GTA. That story, man. That story. I was, I was gonna ask. Good. How do you think yeah, the controls good. are? Because that's one of my biggest things. Where like, the st- like mean? story is great, but like the Rockstar controls still were like you're spamming A to it, run. Okay, like, yeah, like that. That, that, didn't fix that. I'm afraid. I, I don't know how are this far. They still have you spamming A to run. <laughs> it's it's, not, like, to it's not an issue for me to do it. Like my fingers don't cramp up, but I'm afraid I'm gonna break my controller. How many yeah, I know you got like spamming. <laughs> I'm like, can you just make it so I can just. Tap. I know they have like toggle to run, but it feels weird. I don't know yeah, how yeah. you're struggling. You have so much money, you can do this. I swear, it's not that hard. Yeah, but man, it was. Those, it those controls are. It's just that story is so good that it just like lets me. I don't want to say ignore the issues because like I don't even think the issues really affect. It's the very minor issues. Like they're very much that's nitpicked. Like yeah, yeah like, that's, like that's really look for them. That's the thing is that I think for other people, like you know, Fusion like says how the controls really bothered him. They didn't bother me as much, and it really is just comes down to the person. Where like if someone says like these issues really hampered their experience of Red Dead Two, I completely understand. It's just that for me personally, I was so enthralled and captivated by the narrative that like there was just not a lot to stop me from like really getting immersed. And that's the thing: the game is so immersive. Like I feel like. I lived in that world when I played this that is, game for like yeah. that month of December. I don't know if this is a weird analogy, and I don't mention this to you. This is very much the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom of Cowboys. It feels like that. It feels like you're inside that world. No, and I, I know, don't like, know about that one. <laughs> that, that's my take. It's, it, it's how it's I think it's not as open as Tears of the Kingdom. It's not as open, it's but yeah. so constricted in its mission design, and that's another issue with Rockstar, is that their games are very much like sandboxes, and then you get into a mission, and it's like. I don't know. You're you're playing an Uncharted game now, like you're doing, which which is good for me. I love Uncharted, but like you know, I I, I completely you know. understand people who love. I like, do want to say they want this, this is a longer title. I know, like some people are put off by longer titles. This Way game in particular, long. the story will enthrall you so much that you will not care about the time. I'm telling you that now. Chapter five. Yeah, is... Oh yeah. So, I'm not getting into that conversation. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a that's a rabbit hole. I'm not going after the page. <laughs> But it is it is this story loaded will take you and you hell. will not have an issue with how long the game is. It is it is around fifty to sixty hours of just mainlining the story, which I did that and it says I'm like seventy five percent of the way done with like one hundred percent in the game. So I don't know how that works. But yeah. Highly recommend yeah. it. It was a great time. Yeah, no. Uh and then Red Dead Online, you gonna mess with that? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, oh. Red Dead Online. That was a poker simulator for me. I love that game. <laughs> but hey, thank God Rockstar just stopped caring about it. Love Rockstar. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, that's everything that we've been playing. So we're going to hop it back to you for outros. All right. So we're going to wrap up everything for this episode. I don't think we have anything else we have to announce or say. So we're just going to thank you all for watching. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify. I'm going to pull up the list because I can never remember the full thing. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Audible. So we'll see you guys next week for another week closer to Starfield, because that's 
The only thing that matters, apparently, is how many more days left until Starfield. We'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. See you, boys. See you.